Have you ever taken in a surprise party or somebody has surprised you? I wonder how you felt, whether you were uh, overjoyed or you're like, oh no, not me. Remember the first time I uh, ever got surprised? I, it was actually the Sunday before I left the United Kingdom to come and emigrate to the United States. And my church, after service, it was a Sunday night, and they threw a surprise party for me, and I got my hair dyed red. And then I went home, and I sat on my mother's white couch, and that was the present I left for her when I left the United States. Well, there was the time where uh, I was in my office uh, to work and uh, we had a meeting. I got called into the boardroom at work and suddenly I hear the, the, the words, surprise! See, my wife was pregnant and we had about two weeks before the baby was to be born and they threw me a surprise baby shower. I'm not sure uh, if uh, I was joyful or felt awkward because firstly, I'm not a huge fan of surprises. Secondly, it was a baby shower. Guys don't know what to do at baby showers. So for the next 30 minutes, I'm like, what is going on? I remember the time even in this room, there was a ton of people in this room and the lights went out and uh, the person who oversees uh, our servicing and programming here at Generation Church is Zoe Riley, she walked into the room and we all went, surprise, because her husband had thrown her a surprise party. She was surprised, but even that night we all got surprised because he revealed to us all they were pregnant with their gazillionth child. And so... She was even surprised that night. Surprise parties, they're just great, aren't they? We love to surprise other people, but when we get surprised, we don't like it very much. But surprises are interesting. You may not like surprises. Uh, if you're like me, you've said many times, I don't like surprises. But some of the greatest blessings in life are surprises. I'm sure some of the greatest blessings in your life has been things that you have not planned, things that you did not foresee, and they've just happened and they have surprised you. And I think God likes surprises. I think God is one of those beings that was like, I love to surprise other people. You look through the Bible and it's full of stories of God surprising other people. People suddenly stopped in their tracks because God had surprised them. You look at the Christmas story and the Christmas story is one big surprise. It starts with a woman called Elizabeth who, who has got to an age where she does not even believe she can have children anymore. Uh, and then suddenly she is surprised because the Holy Spirit has come and says, you will be pregnant and you will have a boy. And that boy, his name will be John the Baptist, one of the greatest men who ever lived. And then her husband, he also was surprised because suddenly he found out that she was pregnant and he laughed because they've tried all these years and it hasn't happened. So much so that God surprised him by shutting his mouth until the baby was born. That was probably the best surprise a guy could ever have, to shut your mouth while your wife is pregnant with your child. It's a great way of, uh, of, of going through a pregnancy. But you also find other people in this story. There was a young, very young virgin girl who suddenly found out that she was pregnant. That's the biggest surprise at all. 
how on earth am I pregnant? You, you have a, a group of, of pagan astrologists who, uh, who, who, who study the stars, and suddenly they are surprised one day by seeing a star in the sky that is brightest of all, that they have no idea where it came from, and it's in none of their charts. They were surprised. There's even a man called Joseph who one night was surprised when he had a dream and an angel came in that dream and said, your virgin girlfriend is pregnant with a child. The surprises of the Christmas story. You know, I think the reason that God likes surprises is because it stops us in our tracks and it makes us pay attention. Surprises alter our plans and make us follow someone else's plans. We would never leave our own surprise party because we have other plans. So if someone threw you a surprise and suddenly you walk through a door and everyone goes, surprise, you would never say, well, thank you very much, but I got the grocery store to go to. I, I, I got this appointment to go to. I, I couldn't imagine when Zoe walked into this room, we all said surprise. She was like, thanks, guys. I appreciate, but I've got other plans. See, when you're surprised, your plans become set, uh, uh, go away and the surprise then becomes what you are paying attention to. I remember many years ago before we had a child, it was a Saturday morning and it was about 8.30 and I was still in bed, hence before children. And we got a knock on the door and we opened the door and there was my brother-in-law and all his family saying, surprise, we've come to stay for a week. It was a wonderful blessing, but in that moment, you're like, what is going on? I have not cleaned the house. We're not even ready. Where are we going to fit everybody? Surprises. Let's be honest. Many of us do not like surprises. And we don't like surprises because we like to make our own plans. We like to be aware of what is going on, and we like to be in control. And surprises mean that we are not in control. Over 2,000 years ago, the best, the most ultimate Christmas party started as a surprise party. That's how it started. Let me share with you, and Ava read so beautifully from Luke chapter 2. Let me read this again for you. Luke chapter 2, starting at verse 8, it says, That night there were shepherds in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, like all of us when we hear the word surprise, terrified. But the angel reassured them, don't, don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth lying in a manger. Suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. Could you imagine being a shepherd that night? Shepherds were not the most thought of people. To be a shepherd was not the most glamorous vocation at all. Shepherds weren't the most educated. They weren't the most influential. 
Most shepherds were not well respected. In fact, most religious leaders at the time did not like shepherds. And this is why they did not like shepherds. Because the job of the shepherd kept the shepherd from being able to go to the temple and do all the religious rituals that the religious leaders required of the people. The religious rituals that made them right with God. And many of the shepherds could not do that because their jobs meant that they were tied to their sheep for long periods of time. The religious leaders did not like shepherds. But it's amazing that the narrative of this story in Luke chapter 2 centers around a group of people who the religious viewed as negatively. The narrative of the story shows us that it centers around people who others did not think was right with God. And this is everything we need to know about Jesus in this story. I wonder, why did God reveal himself to a bunch of unruly shepherds and not the priests or the scholars or the influential people of the town of Bethlehem? Why did the angel come and reveal himself to the shepherds? There was probably businessmen in the town who had influence. There was politicians who had influence. There were priests and religious leaders that the angels could have come and revealed themselves to. But God chose to surprise a bunch of shepherds. Imagine for a moment you are a shepherd. It's probably the summer season, and the reason I say that is because it, they, the, 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 the story in tells us that it is at night, and the Middle East is hot. We think it gets hot here in the summer, but in the Middle East, it's steaming hot. It's very hot. And so in the summer, what they would do, the shepherds, that they would let the sheep rest in the day, find shade and shelter in the day. But then at night, when the sun goes down and it gets cooler, they would take them onto the hillside so that the sheep can graze and they can feed. Now, this is the Middle East, and we don't have lush hills, green hills in the Middle East. They're rocky mountains in the Middle East. So here you have a shepherd who is working the night shift in a hot environment. They don't have the corner office on the top floor of the office building. Instead, what they have is a rocky mountainside as their office. And in the middle of the night shift, doing a job that you really probably don't jump out of bed in the morning to get up and do. In the middle of the night shift, a bright light appears. The hairs on your neck stands to attention. You are terrified. What is this? You're thinking, this is the end. I am going to die tonight because whatever this is, this is not normal. And then the angel calms them and says, do not be afraid. You see this all over the Bible, do not be afraid. I've come to the conclusion that when you hear in the Bible, do not be afraid, it's God's version of saying, surprise, here I am. Do not be afraid. The fear they must have felt, the shock, the awe of what they are seeing. They are seeing an angel. This isn't just a, an angel like Cupid, right? 
This isn't just an angel that uh, we picture on top of a Christmas tree. This is an all-encompassing warrior kind of angel with a light that is beaming around. And the Bible says, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded him. They must have been terrified, petrified. But it was in this moment that they realized they weren't just on the night shift. They weren't just shepherds. But in fact, they had been invited to the ultimate Christmas party. They were the guests of honor at the most exclusive party in Bethlehem that night. These non-religious, less thought of men had been chosen over the religious people of the day who everybody else thought was better than themselves. The words they heard were inspiring. Good news. Good news. Throughout the Roman rule, these people who they were under Roman rule, the Roman Empire had invaded the land and taken over. These people had very little good news at the time. And these angels come and say, good news. The long-awaited Messiah, the one who would save humanity from itself, had finally arrived. Good news. As the shock and the awe of the surprise was just sinking in, another surprise happens. There's this one angel who's beaming with light, and then the Bible says, and he was joined by a vast choir of other angels, of the armies of heaven. Suddenly they see one angel, and now they see multiples. The hillside is lighting up. They cannot believe what they are seeing. Let me just put this in perspective for you. At the time, the Roman Empire were, emperor was Augustus. Augustus was noted as, as being an emperor who had brought peace amongst the Roman Empire. And this is what the angel says. I have good news of peace. And then... It was known that the emperors of the Roman Empire would have choirs that would come out and then they would sing and worship to the emperors. And here you have the angels coming out in a choir. It's almost like a black gospel choir has just come out and like, you know, like your, the hairs on your, on your neck are just standing up like what is going on? We didn't have a black gospel choir for you this morning, so I don't think we'd have room to fit them all in in here. But it's almost like that's happening in the moment. God is being intentional. This imagery is not to be played up for Hollywood's purposes. There is reason and intention. God is showing these shepherds that the Messiah, the baby boy, is greater than the greatest emperor. That you can put your faith in Augustus the emperor or these other Roman emperors or these other leaders in this world. But what heaven is showing us this night is that the greatest king has been born. And his name is Jesus. The biggest party that heaven had ever known was going on that night. It was an ultimate party. I mean, there was party poppers, there were horns, you know. People were dancing and jumping for joy. They were wearing silly Santa hats and reindeer ears. And this party had spilled down to the earth, and the shepherds had been surprised by it. 
But it's what the angel said to the shepherds that fills us with hope, fills me with hope and joy. They said this, peace on earth with those whom God is pleased. Peace on earth with those who God is pleased. Remember what I said about the shepherds. The religious thought they were not holy enough because they did not partake in the religious rituals that everyone else did. They didn't have time to. They weren't religious enough. They were looked as second-class citizens by the religious leaders of the day. Yet here are the angels of heaven declaring this to the shepherds. Peace on earth to whom God is pleased. Here is heaven declaring to the shepherds, you know what? God is going to be pleased with you. God is going to be pleased with you. This is the story of Jesus. This is the story of the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. See, Jesus makes a way for people to understand it is not about what they do that makes God pleased with them. It is all because of what Jesus has already done. And this Christmas, if there's one thing that, that, that can just be at the center of your mind as you celebrate Christmas on Christmas morning, it's this, that God through Jesus is pleased with you. Peace on earth with whom God is pleased. That means you have peace. That means you can have joy. That means you can have hope. That means you can be full of love. Let's continue seeing what happens after this. So the party got started. The Black Gospel Choir came out. And they are just like going crazy. Verse 15 of Luke 2 says, When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph. And there was the baby lying in the manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherd's story were astonished. But Mary kept saying these things in her, kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to the flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. It was just as the angels had told them. So the shepherds had seen the angels. They were on the night shift. They had gone there to work. But then the Bible tells us, they said, let's go and see this thing that had happened. Their plans suddenly changed. Proverbs 16, 9 says this, we can make our plans, but it's the Lord who determines our steps. The news of Jesus was greater than their plans that night. Let me tell you, what shepherd, what good shepherd leaves their sheep? They don't. In those days, the shepherds, that was their livelihood. If they left the sheep, the sheep could wander off. That means they could not feed their family. Shepherds did not leave their sheep. But this is what the Bible says. As soon as the angels left to heaven, they says, we just got to go and see this thing. 
We've got to go see it for ourselves. We've got to go and find this baby that has been born that night. So they left their sheep. They ran down the hill to find the baby. They could have stayed there and just thought, wow, what an amazing time this was. Like, remember that time we saw the angels? I'm like, we weren't even smoking anything at the time, and look, they came. (laughs) But they could have just stayed there, but they didn't. They suddenly realized that life had more meaning. Life had more purpose. They suddenly realized that life wasn't just about being a shepherd. There was something more to life. And we needed to find out what this was. And it was all about this baby. I'm not sure how long they took to find the baby. But when they did find the baby, their life was changed forever. It was not just a party that night that they talked with each other on Monday morning. Hey, remember, you know, remember when Tom did that at at the party? Remember when the angels did that and like you were petrified, remember? It wasn't one of those parties. It was a party that they told their kids about. It was a party they told their grandkids about. It was a party they told everybody they met about. See, after seeing Jesus, they went down and they saw the baby. And then the Bible says they went and told everyone about everything that had happened. The Bible says that the people were astonished of what the shepherds were saying. Why? Because shepherds were shepherds. Everybody knew shepherds didn't have a personality much. They weren't jokers. They, they, they weren't going to go around and, and, and tell lies to everybody. They were matter-of-fact people. They were hard-working men. And if they were telling everybody about what happened, people were like, oh, hold on. Something must have happened if the shepherds had said it. And this is exactly what happens when you meet Jesus. Your life is changed forever. You have to tell everybody else about him. You know that through him, that God is pleased with you. And if there's more good news, if there's any other better news than that in life, I want to hear it. That God is pleased with you because of Jesus. There is peace because of him. There is joy, there is love, and there is hope that only comes through Jesus Christ. There are some who like surprises, and there are some who don't like surprises. However, the surprise of meeting Jesus is that one surprise you will never forget and you will never regret. His surprise is not inconvenient to our plans. His surprise doesn't leave us just a little embarrassed about what's going on. His surprise is a life changer. His surprise is full of good news. For tonight, in the town of Bethlehem, the Savior, the Messiah, the Lord has been born. So today, this is what we're going to do. Service isn't over yet. We're going to party heaven style this morning. We can be all good little boys and girls in church and behave ourselves and be as quiet as a mouse. But I don't think that's the way that heaven parties. So we're going to party a little different this morning. We're going to party heaven style. So this is what is going to happen. We don't have a vast chorus of angels this morning. 
You may think you're an angel, but you're probably not. We don't have a big black gospel choir here this morning in their robes. Ah, oh, man, I love black gospel choirs. But we have a bunch of people in here. Some of you can sing well, some of you can't. It's okay. Some of you think you sing well, but you don't. Some of you don't think you sing well, but you do. But that's okay. This morning, this is what we're going to do. We're going to sing as if we were the, the, the angelic host this morning. We're going to stand up in a moment and we're going to sing Heart the Herald Angels Sing. Now, if you notice, you've got some things on your, on, your, on your chairs. So this is what we're going to do this morning. There are some Santa hats on your chair. It's got nothing to do with Jesus, so don't interpret it like us saying like Santa is all spiritual and stuff. You also have some reindeer ears as well. So you either have one or the other. And if you don't like the one and you want the other, then you can swap. That's fine. Not a problem. And this is what I'm going to ask you to do. I'm actually going to ask you to put them on your, on your head this morning. You may feel silly. You may think, I took like 15 minutes to do my hair this morning. But if I can wear one, then you are going to wear one. And this is what we're going to do. We're going to stand in a minute and we're going to sing, Hark the Herald Angels Sing. And then after we sing that, then what we're going to do, we're going to celebrate because you've got some party poppers on your table, on, on your chair as well. And at the bottom, there's a thing I think you just twist it and it's going to pop. Make sure you don't do it into someone's eyes. I don't want a liability case here. <laughs> but what we're going to do after we sing this, we're going to pop our party poppers. And I want you to turn to some people, maybe next to you, in front of you, behind you. And I want you to say, Merry Christmas. The Savior, the Lord, Jesus has been born today. And then we're going to sing a fun Christmas song after that. So you guys up for it? Come on, are you up for it? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so let's stand and let's sing. I'm going to put it on, don't worry.